it's time to talk health. Our next guest speaker is a specialist in holistic healing, especially if you have digestive issues or hormone issues. So please share this with friends that you know that might have those concerns. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Welcome, Giant Builders. We are going to talk with Kimberly Kubecki today, in which case she's going to give us some tips on being healthy, which I think all of us need so badly. So hi, Kimberly. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Great. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Sure. I am an Ayurveda practitioner. I have been studying and practicing Ayurveda for over 20 years. It was about 2001 when I encountered Ayurveda and it completely revolutionized my health and lit a fire under me to just learn everything I could about it. And so I've been on that journey ever since. And I work with folks one-on-one doing consultations, sharing Ayurveda in that in that way, helping them basically harness their body's potential to thrive, whether it be recovering from an imbalance or disease, or um, just wanting to prevent anything in the future, looking to adopt a healthy lifestyle or a holistic natural approach to health. I work, I work with the whole gamut. A lot of folks that a lot of my clients are struggling with digestive issues and or hormone health issues. Um, So those are kind of two areas of specialty. And I also share Ayurveda through online workshops and courses, as well as a seasonal cleanse in the spring and fall each year. I've gotten to study with some of the most renowned Ayurveda teachers, Dr. Vasant Laud and Dr. Claudia Welsh, as well as several Ayurvedic doctors in India. Uh, So yeah, I have a lot of amazing teachers that I draw from and I'm I'm just excited to share it with as many folks as will listen. So glad to be here today. Well, thank you. Well, give me a base idea of what is Ayurveda. Yeah, Ayurveda literally means the science of life or the science of longevity. Ayur is life or longevity and Veda is knowledge. So, or science of, so, so yeah, it's literally, it's, it's basically India's traditional medicine, the way that traditional Chinese medicine is the traditional medicine of China. Ayurveda is that to India. It's a sister science of yoga and Tantra um, and Jyotish. So kind of all interrelated with that Vedic worldview and approach to wellness. Is this a, an exercise, the way we eat is a meditation? Great question. Yeah. So Ayurveda really looks to dial in diet and lifestyle. The the first step is sort of knowing yourself. So discovering what your body type is, what that means, depending on your body type, you are prone to certain things. You've got certain strengths and certain weaknesses. And so getting a sense of what those are, what your triggers are likely going to be, and what the things, what the remedies you can draw on to balance yourself are going to be. That's kind of step one, understanding yourself and then building self-awareness. Whereas Western medicine really places the responsibility for health on the doctor or practitioner, Ayurveda places more of it on the patient. 
because we are the ones who are with our bodies 24 seven. So no one could possibly know as much about them as we do. And through developing self-awareness, using Ayurveda's methods, we can really tune into what our body needs in any given moment based on the cues that it's giving us. So knowing ourselves is step one. Then through that knowing, we develop a, a diet and lifestyle that is really going to serve our well-being. So for some folks, for example, eating lots of, of rich, dense, heavy foods is great medicine for them. They, they tend toward deficiency and they're ungrounded easily. And so they need a lot of those richer, heavier foods. But for another person, that could be poison for them. Their bodies are really good at storing energy and they need lighter, more stimulating foods and activities in order to stay in balance. So Ayurveda rec recognizes that everything has the potential to be medicine and everything has the potential to be poison. It all depends on for whom, when, and how much. So diet and lifestyle is a big foundational pillar of it. Preventative health is a big foundational pillar of Ayurveda. We, we work to make sure that we don't get a disease or an imbalance. And when we do, Ayurveda, unlike Western medicine, you know, basically looks to manage symptoms with medication, right? You have a headache, take this, it's going to make your headache go away. I don't care why you have a headache or where it came from. We're just going to make it go away. Ayurveda is like, no, 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 no. I want to know why, what's the story behind that headache? Where is it coming from? Because you have a, a headache potentially for a completely different reason than I have a headache and we don't treat them the same. They're not, there is no one size fits all solutions in Ayurveda. It's very personalized medicine and really looking to get at the root cause of imbalances, remove the cause and then heal the body and rejuvenate. How many body types are there? There's, well, there's three different, um, they're called doshas in Ayurveda. There isn't a really great translation for the word dosha, but body type kind of, kind of does it. So there's, there's three different broad categories. We each have all three of those body types within us. We, we have all three doshas within us. We just have, we each have our own unique cocktail of those doshas. So some folks are very predominant in just one of them. And some folks have two of them that are fairly predominant. And some folks have all three of them that are that are very equally balanced. Usually those folks are really healthy and, and just enjoy good health with ease. So based on, you know, all those different combinations, there can be about seven different body types. You said something about adjusting to the seasons. Are you talking about the seasons of the weather or the seasons of our life or? Both, yes. Okay. The Ayurveda, the Ayurveda recognizes that the, the macrocosm is a reflection of the microcosm. So our inner world is a reflection of our outer world and vice versa. So what's go, whatever's going on in the season and the climate around us, similar things are happening in our body. Like right now, where I am in the Northern Hemisphere in New Jersey, it's fall, it's getting colder, it's getting drier. So I'm experiencing that in my body. My lips are getting drier more easily than normal. My skin is feeling a little bit drier. Folks may notice that they maybe their digestion is a little more irregular. 
their sleep is a little bit lighter and more, and more easily disturbed. And this is because it's, it's what in Ayurveda we call one of the doshas is vata, the, the dosha of air and space. And this is the season where vata predominates. So we are more likely to experience anxiety and ungroundedness and a sense of being pulled in a million directions and experience dryness in the body through like a, some of the symptoms I mentioned and, and digestively maybe a little constipation or gas and bloating. So this, we very much in Ayurveda adopt our diet and lifestyle to harmonize with the seasons. We also in Ayurveda recognize that there are different seasons in life. And so our younger years from, you know, the first third of our life where we're growing and, you know, we're juicy, plump little babies growing into young adults that is considered to be a very nourishing and building time. And the body is naturally those qualities predominate. Then when we hit puberty and we come into our fertile years, the more fiery aspects of, of life come into play and we're managing a lot. We're reproducing, you know, we're fertile. We're, we're more driven. We're more focused. We've got a bunch of goals. We've got a big to-do list. We're like on a mission. We're getting a lot of stuff done. And so our body is, is in a similar mode. Then when we, when we come out of our fertile years around menopause for women or age 50, we, we start to move into the Vata time of life, the more airy and spacey time of life where the body is starting to kind of shut down and, and, you know, dry out more, decay more. We need extra rest. We need more nourishing food. We need to be gentler on ourselves. And so those seasons of life also come into play when we, when we think about, you know, what the best choices for us are at any given moment. Okay. So is there a, as far as like the four seasons of the earth, is there a season that's easier on our body? Well, it depends on your unique body type. We okay. tend to be the most challenged during the seasons that are most like us, right? So for, I I have a lot of kapha aggravation that I tend toward, a, a lot of excess mucus and congestion. And so the springtime is when that is in full effect for most people. And so spring is usually a really challenging time for me because there's, there's, um, it's like all the snow is melting and the rivers start gushing. And the same is happening in our body. The, the um, layer of, of fat that we've built up to insulate us for the winter begins to melt and dissipate. And so our channels are kind of running thicker than usual. And we all tend toward a little bit more congestion and, and sluggishness during that time. For other folks, for someone who is the more fiery type, summer is going to be challenging for them. My niece, for example, is very pitta, we call, is the fiery type in Ayurveda. Um, and she hates the heat. She doesn't want to be outside in the summertime. She's a little kid and she wants, unless she's swimming. For those folks, it can just feel exhausting to try to exist in the summer and be outdoors. Whereas for vata types, the kinds who are more airy and spacey and cold all the time, they love it. Give me all that humidity and heat. Yes, please. So it, it varies based on your unique body type. Does this help any at all with like weight management? Yes, for sure. The folks who usually tend to 
struggle with excess weight and just conditions of excess in general are those who are a kapha body type. So the earth, earthy, watery types, the most solid, the most building, the most grounded types. For them, yeah, they're the kind, they're the folks who don't do well with a rich, heavy diet. They do better with lighter, more stimulating foods. It, it works well for them to add as much spice as they can handle into their meals. And this is, of course, generally speaking, there could be, you know, Ayurveda is very personalized. So for an individual kapha person, there could be little adjustments we'd make. But those types usually do well to incorporate a lot of greens, a lot of green leafy vegetables and, and vegetables in general and, and opt for a more vegetarian diet. They need a lot more exercise and movement than the other body types. They usually do well to avoid eating after 8 p.m. and ideally having a light and early dinner that really helps them because those folks usually struggle to get up in the morning. They're groggy and tired because the morning time, even the times of day, these energies, different and uh, different ones of these energies predominate. And the morning time is when kapha predominates. And so for folks who are of that body type, it can be a struggle to get out of bed and, and wake yourself up. You need a lot of coffee. So having a light and early dinner the night before really helps to make that easier. Those folks also do well to exercise First thing in the morning on an empty stomach during that heavy time, you'll get more bang for your buck exercising then than if you do it later in the day. So your body type, is it kind of DNA related or are you going to have a family of five where everybody's in a completely different body type? Because this sounds like a meal planning nightmare. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> right. Um, well, it oftentimes, yes, you are. You take some of these traits from your parents. Usually, you know, if you've got like red haired, fiery parents, you, there's a good chance you're going to have some of that in you too, but not always, not always. We call it, yeah, your body type is your unique cocktail of these energies is determined at the moment of conception. And there's a lot of different factors that come into play there. Um, you know, the health and, and energetics of your parents, the health and energetics of the climate around you, even planetary influences astrologically can influence this. And then while you're in utero, your mom's well-being and experiences also affect greatly, you know, how this is all going to play out. We, you can have a family of five where everyone is very different, but Ayurveda has ways to approach that. In terms of meal planning, you want to you know, make meals that you just portion it out differently, right? So the, the more deficient person is going to get more of the meat and potatoes and the more, the heavier, more well-built person is going to get more of the vegetables. And there's, there's other little tweaks you can make so that you don't have to cook five different meals for everyone. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so what kind of questions are involved with the determining your body type? Well, it looks at, you know, what your things about you that don't change, what your form is like. Are you really tall, really short, medium size? Are you, um, do you easily gain weight? You know, what, what your bodily tendencies are, things that the color of your skin, the color of your hair, the color of your eyes, you know, relative to your race, those play into 
figuring out what body type you are. Your digestion also, what your digestion is like is a huge factor in determining what your body type is. If you're someone who is ravenously hungry all the time or somebody who doesn't really have a strong appetite, those things come into play as well. What your dream life is like, what your cravings are like, what your, how you manage stress, that plays into to what your uh, body type is. You know, whether you're someone who loves a good challenge or you kind of cower at that. If you're somebody who likes change and, and exploration versus someone who likes everything to be very predictable and the same, all of these kinds of factors. So psychological factors, physical factors, digestive factors, all determine what your body type is. So what does a first meeting look like with you? So before a, a consultation, I send folks my intake forms, which involve an in-depth like health history form. And I ask you to sort of lay out what your, what your top health concerns are, what you've done so far for them, who you've worked with, and give me kind of a, a sense and a, a, as much of a picture of what's going on as possible. And there's checklists in there to kind of just dial in a little bit more of, give me more insight as to what might be going on with you. I ask for folks to send me a set of photos so I can see what their form is like. Um, we look at your tongue and what's going on on there. Yeah, and so that all is before we even meet. And then I, and also I give you a body type quiz to take before we meet so that I can, and then when we meet, we go over your health history, your health concerns, and I, I ask questions to really get a sense of what the whole of your life is like, right? Because in Ayurveda, it's very important to understand the context of, in which anything is happening, any sort of health concern. What are all the possible factors playing in here? So I'll ask you to give me a sense of your daily routine and what your stress levels are like, what your main supports are, what your main stressors are. We'll go over your digestive health. I'll look at your tongue and talk about that. There's some things you can tell by looking at the tongue. Um, and then we, after, after this full Ayurvedic assessment, I will share, educate you on the Ayurvedic perspective of what I see going on based on your health concerns and what you've shared with me. And then I kind of give you a menu of options. Here's all the ways that we might approach this. And together, you and I create a plan that feels doable for you and you're excited about doing. That's that's another unique aspect of Ayurveda is that the, the client is involved in you know coming up with their recommendations because we want it to be something that you can actually do. And so after you choose from the menu of options, we put a plan together. I give it to you. You work with those recommendations for anywhere from two to four weeks. And then we meet for a follow-up and we get a reading on, you know, what's changed, what's feeling better, where, what's working, what's not. And we sort of either level up and, and build on that plan, or we might revamp it a little bit and adjust the course some. And then, you know, usually I work with folks over, the average is about three sessions where then we get you into a good place and you feel like you're good to go on your own. And then maybe we check in once a season or once a year, depending on your needs. So this is kind of more like creating a new lifestyle. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very comprehensive Ayurveda's approach, but it's Ayurveda is, it's also recognizes that slow and steady wins the race, right? So we want this to be sustainable over the long term. So I meet my clients where they're at, right? You don't, you're not gonna, this isn't like, let's totally revolutionize your health tomorrow because that's hard to stick to. So we make small incremental changes slowly over time. You get to integrate those incremental changes until they become habitual. And then we bring in a new one so that it's, it feels like a, a more seamless transition. Does this process also help like maybe with like say an autoimmune disease? Does yeah. It yeah. I've, I've worked with a number of clients that have okay. had autoimmune issues. There's so many, you know, in terms of the stories of how those diseases came about, they're, they're, they vary widely. I've seen some great success with folks. I had a woman like Graves, Graves disease, the thyroid issue. And uh, we did some one-on-one work together over the course of several months. And she experienced tremendous relief from you know, her doctors basically just wanted to up her medication and keep her on that. And we did some stuff with diet and lifestyle and did a little gut cleansing. And, uh, and she really experienced some deep transformation and was able to continue managing it as, as she was, she was, she didn't have to get on heaps of medication to, to deal with it. So this is like the body kind of healing itself, your diet, your exercise, just just changing to meet what your body should be doing. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's Ayurveda also plays well with others. So it's not like you have to abandon your Western medical protocol in order to do Ayurveda. You can continue with that protocol, but where Western medicine, a lot of times it doesn't address diet and lifestyle. And those are such huge factors in health. I mean, we're seeing that more and more. Ayurveda has been seeing that for thousands and thousands of years. And now it's finally, you know, being recognized in, in general healthcare, mainstream healthcare, but yeah, if you don't have those in place, then, you know, there's only so much the medicine can do. So that's the level that Ayurveda works on. And Ayurveda is a complete, you know, medical science in in its heyday in India. I mean, it was, there's a, a branch of surgery, gynecology, obstetrics, psychology. It's, it's a full, it, it runs the full gamut the way that we practice it here in the West because of legalities and, and the way that Western medicine kind of has a monopoly on healthcare is more in, in the way of health coaching. And so, but, but it's still tremendously effective. I mean, I, I am my own first case study. I struggled with chronic health issues for 20 years until I met Ayurveda. I I basically just took prescription medication regularly to to deal with those health issues. And then when I met Ayurveda and I made some really simple, basic, easy, free changes to my diet and lifestyle. And and it wasn't like I adopted an entire Ayurvedic life. These were just like really minor things, Mm -hmm. all but resolved. I mean, those are still weak spots in my body. If I push myself too hard, I know I can, you know, revert back to that. But I have never needed medication for those issues since encountering Ayurveda 20 years ago. That is so exciting. That is really, I love that. 
Yeah, that's why I'm so passionate about it and I've studied it for so long and want to share it with people because it was it was so empowering for me and such a tremendous relief. And then through that understanding and dealing with those two particular issues, I got this framework of understanding that I've used in so many other scenarios where I start to feel sick and, and I employ Ayurveda's logic and it's like, okay, nip that in the bud before you know it became a full-on laid out disorder. So any closing thoughts? Yeah, and I also want to mention what a powerful uh, medicine Ayurveda is for in, for many women. A lot of my clients are women around age 35 to 50 who are moving into perimenopause and menopause. And for a lot of us, we have, you know, lived, we live in a world that is dominated by male energy for sure. And it's like this go, go, achieve and that's very well suited to testosterone because that hormone functions like that also. But for women, that's not exactly how our biology works. And so for a lot of us, we've pushed ourselves and pushed ourselves and, you know, we live on coffee and pushing our limits. And then when perimenopause comes in and our hormones start shifting around, around age 35, it's like the the energy debt collector comes to take all that go, go, going back. And we're just like, whoa. And then our digestion is off, our sleep is off, you know, whatever it is. And Ayurveda offers a lot of proven, powerful tools for addressing that in a natural and holistic way to make that transition easier. And so that's really been um, a huge focus in my practice and, and something that I want to share with more and more women, because that time of life is for a lot of us, it's kind of isolating. We don't have a lot of community or acknowledgement or celebration around it. Everyone's like, Shh, quiet, I'm going through this. I don't want anyone to know that I'm getting older and I'm just going to like try to cool down from this hot flash over here at my cubicle. But I mean, this is a big deal and we need to be connecting with each other on it and supporting each other. And Ayurveda has a lot to offer there. Well, how do people find you? You can connect with me through my website, indraholistic.com. That's I-N-D-R-A holistic.com. Okay. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and just yeah, using that same Indra Holistic Health is my company. So okay. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, we'll put those links below. And then also you had a special offer for our listeners. Oh, yeah. I'd love to I'd love to share. I have a free body type quiz that folks are welcome to take if you're curious about discovering what your body type is. Hi. And I also Yeah. <laughs> And I also have a little tip sheet, Ayurveda's healthy eating guidelines, which is more about how to eat than what to eat, but it's some pretty potent stuff. So I, I'll give you links to both of those and I'd love for your listeners to check them out. Great. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate your time and all this knowledge. I'm looking forward to seeing what my body type is and I hope cheesecake is still on the diet. <laughs> well, everything, you know, it's, it's, you you don't have to, Ayurveda isn't about perfection, right? It's about making the best choice in any given moment. And of course, we we all deserve to indulge sometimes. That's not the end of the world. It, making a habit of indulgence is where we run into trouble. But Ayurveda offers a lot of ways that you can kind of mitigate the effects of your indulgence. So if you eat cheesecake, 
late at night, maybe the next morning you skip breakfast or you have something really light, or maybe you do, you know, a little bit of extra exercise or have some spicy tea after you eat it so that you don't get congested. Um, but, but definitely cheesecake is still on the table. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate all the information, in your time. I, my mind is very open to this concept. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All right, Giant Builders. See you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been the Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. <laughs>